All right. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Weekly Updates with Reiki. As you know by now, our format is pretty straight and simple. We do Leone Society-related updates first, and then we jump into major market-moving news. It, it could be about price movement. It could be about major news items that we should keep an eye on. The whole idea behind this series is to ensure that all the Leone family members and anybody and everybody listening to us on Spotify uh, gets updates about what we're up to as a project and also stay in touch with everything that's going on in the market. To get us started, we, um, as you know, for our project updates, we had been in, we had started our conversation with Michelle Konizinski, who is CEO of WeSeed, largest crowdfunding platform in Europe. Um, we last time we talked, we talked about all the stuff that we dove into with him. This week, we actually uh, completed our consulting mission with him, and it was another lengthy and meaningful conversation. It was really amazing to get his expertise and knowledge on the industry. Like He's been around in the crowdfunding space for decades, and he knows how that space works the ins and outs, what makes a crowdfunding platform successful since he led one, actually the loosest one in Europe, one of the first few ones actually that were ever created. Um, so that is a huge, huge, huge advantage that we have, that we had his expertise. So um, getting that was incredible. Another thing that we uh, dove into was the technical aspects of the business model. We have everything on our roadmap. We had an initial idea of how we wanted to go about things, but with uh, Michelle's guidance, we were able to dive deeper into the different nuts and bolts of the business model. So um, why this is important for us to know, it's because the more refined our business model is, the more successful we are as a platform. And you realize the revenue of the platform flows directly into your NFTs and everything. So it's extremely essential that we get everything right and create the right incentives for both parties and really the whole ecosystem um, to have like a win-win situation in most cases to make sure that uh, there's good value flowing in our uh, ecosystem. Also, we talked about expansion strategies. So in the future, when we scale the business and how we're going to go about the details of that plan. So that was another huge conversation that we dove into with him. And another thing we continued our conversation with him on was thinking about strategic partnerships with other platforms, with other projects, with other um, individuals, like thinking about how we can bring more value into our ecosystem and provide the same to others. Uh, the other was we were really happy that we were able to get Talium. If you remember, Talium Assets is working with us as a strategic partner to provide the back end services related to tokenizing of the return on investment and token issued by the people that and or companies that use our platform for crowdfunding. So um, it was really cool that we could get Talium CEO and Michelle in the same room and they could talk 
specific case studies um, to kind of come up with a detailed plan for implementing our backend features. So backend features basically uh, means all the plumbing that you're probably not going to see when you use the platform, uh, but it powers the platform. So everything is not sexy looking, but it's at the back and holds the platform together. That's uh, kind of the back end. So it was really awesome to see all the different things these two smart people talked about. And we took, took a lot of notes and learned a lot through that process. And it only goes on to refine our crowdfunding platform um, because it's, I think there was a IBM study which um, stated that tokenization in crowdfunding will be a $1 trillion industry in, by 2030. Um, so being a industry leader in that requires us to make sure that we take every step very carefully and set us up for long-term success. So that requires us to ask difficult questions. It requires us to be very precise as to the different business models we pursue and the detail orientation behind everything we do from the back end to the front end of the platform and how the flow is with the website and everything. So uh, we're very excited. Um, talking about the backend development, uh, we're currently working on designing the platform app. So basically, uh, the front end that you're going to see, the website that people are going to interact with, the application that they're going to interact with either to raise funds or provide funds. Uh, we're we're pretty close. Uh, we would say we're we've made really good progress. A little less than halfway through, but we have made a ton of progress. Um, and the reason we're being so deliberate in that is user experience is the biggest thing that adds to the success or failure of an application. So we're being very very careful in designing every aspect of uh, this platform, looking at it from all the angles of all the different users and thinking about personas and who would go about it, how and making it more efficient and clear and most importantly, simple because the business model can be complicated. It can be detailed oriented, but me as a user, doesn't matter what I do on the platform. My experience should be seamless and without worries. I don't want to worry about, all the different details that go into crowdfunding. I just want to raise funds or provide funds, right? So thinking about those details uh, and making things easier for the user is what we're focusing on right now. We have wireframing going on. We have actual designs being looked at. We have potential things that we already have, which we cannot share with the community right now because we want to make sure we bring you quality work, but I have seen some of the designs. And as we refine those designs, I think uh, you guys are going to love what you're seeing. I'm, I mean, I repeat it all the time, but it, I can't say it often. Everything you've seen with this project so far has been, has been us making sure that your experience is seamless from starting from the minting process down to delivery of the art and the rarity tool. Everything we've provided so far should set the standard, not just for our community, but the NFT space in general, because Web3 needs projects that actually treat their projects like actual businesses and thinking about delivering value to um, 
their investors and everything. So when I say value, I'm specifically talking, not talking about monetary value. I'm talking about value in all forms of experiences in which the customers interact with their services. So um, rest be short, I'm pretty sure you're gonna, you guys are gonna love uh, the updates when we share those visuals with you in the near future. Another thing we uh, did, uh, the logo creation. Um, so we're, we're actually, before I go into logo creation, we officially do have a platform name. Uh, we are finalizing. I think we also have our domain for it, and we're in the process of finalizing the logo. Um, so that should be pretty exciting. It took a long, long, long journey for us to narrow down on this one name. Um, if I show you the worksheet of where we started and how we ended up with the name, you'd be surprised. But um, I think you guys would be excited when we reveal that. We want to do everything at once, so we just don't want to give you like little hints here and there. We just want to drop the whole thing on you. So that's how we function. That's why we have these weekly updates, so you know what's happening in the back end, and you know that we're uh, we're not going to drop anything less than perfect to you guys. So um, even if it's a MVP, which is minimum viable product initially, uh, because you want to be early to the market. But you don't want to be early to the market at the cost of quality. So even when we're doing our uh, our initial version, which might be alpha or beta, um, it'll still be a solid product. So um, that's the kind of mindset we're working on, and that's how we want to deliver the product. So uh, yeah, the logo creation is taking a little bit more time. Um, we are taking very, very good care of the logo because the logo is what people remember. Um, if you go, if I tell you, if I say KitKat, you can already think the red, the, the logo, everything about KitKat, say Coca-Cola, you know, the logo it's logo is something that a lot of people don't think too much about, but it, it plays a very big part in consumer psyche. Uh, so we're putting a lot of time into making sure our logo and brand are in sync and they deliver message that we're trying to deliver to our customers, um, be it on the receiving end or the or the contributing end of the crowdfunding platform. So uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be done by next week, uh, but I'll keep you updated um, since we have this, uh, hopefully, we're hoping for early next week, but you'll know by Wednesday when I do the weekly updates, or you'll see it in the Discord announcement first. Who knows? Um, the next thing was we promised a 3D uh, video that was in the works. It is in the works. Uh, the challenge over there is unfortunately our uh, our artist uh, met met with a car accident. They're luckily they're okay. They're fine. It's just unfortunate that uh, it's it, that was the thing. So over the past um, past three weeks, there have been a little issues with uh, communication, but. Um, Rest be assured, they're recovering fine, and they're very excited to work on that stuff. So uh, keep uh, keep them in your prayers. Uh, I think uh, this is the last of our concerns. We want to make sure all of our team members are okay first. So we're keeping an eye on the situation. They seem to be doing fine. Um, so things are okay there. Um, the next thing we had 
was uh, community updates. So those were all project-related things. Uh, the next stuff uh, was um, I launched the Le Show Your Leon Love contest about sometime last week. Uh, the deadline for it is this Friday. Uh, but I haven't seen a lot of competition on there yet, which makes me surprised because you stand a chance to win three MetaLeon NFTs. So after the major success of our story contest, I was hoping that we would have a raging success with our Show Your Leon Love because we love our MetaLeon family so much. There's so much to be bullish about. It's not just the art. It's not just the roadmap. It's not just the community. There's so much. Um, so I encourage each and every one of you who are listening live and those who are listening to the recording, uh, make sure you go to the announcement section of Discord. Scroll up. It should be uh, the third or the second announcement from the bottom. It's very recent. And go participate. Um, I don't I don't have to tell you that you you win a free Leon. Like that's a no-brainer, right? <laughs> so uh we want to show our love to our Meta Leon family, and we always want to bring you contests which bring value to you and bring value to the project. So um the whole purpose is for us to be able to see what our community is bullish on because we can give you updates all day, every day, and be as transparent as we can. But at the end of the day, everything is all about our community. So this contest was inspired by that. So uh, make sure you go participate. Doesn't take too long. It honestly just put something out there. Who knows? Sometimes we stop ourselves. Like I know, like I have done that in the past. Like oh, not perfect. What if someone else does it better than me? You never know what people like. So until you put it out there. You have no idea how good it is. So go participate. Doesn't hurt to participate. Maybe you are the lucky person that wins the Leon. There's three different prizes. Conditions are in the Discord. I want you guys to go through them. Um, so uh, yeah, that opportunity is out there. If you have any questions, reach out to me uh, on Discord or Twitter. I'll be happy to answer any questions for that. The next big update I had for the community was the trade groups. If you remember, last week, I closed our Google form. So what is the Google form? The Google form was basically to do two things. One, gauge the interest of our community in wanting to help start um, trade groups. And second, it was to gauge the interest from those individuals who want to help build these trade groups to actually know which specific trade groups are very popular, which ones we want to go with first. So there's a lot of fun data that I've collected through the Google form. And what I've done is, and I'll make a make an official Twitter announcement as well, possibly tomorrow. Uh, but I have been setting up our Discord with a special role. So if you filled out the Google form, you should see your name has now a special role. And what that role does and what's the whole purpose of this, and I also have a new channel that's only accessible to that group. Um, so these are going to be the founders. These are the founders of the trade groups and Meta Leon Society. 
Are they going to be, do we know who's leading what? No. Do we know what each trade group is going to be? No. Do we know how many people are in each trade group? No. And that is the whole purpose of this initial Google form, to know who are these individual leaders in our community that want to kick off this thing, that want to help out organize this thing. Because I shared it previously, and I'll repeat again, this is a completely community-driven thing. I, I just want to be there to support the community because initially when the idea was proposed, um, I honestly think the actual value of a trade group comes when the community shows ownership of their own trade groups. So a part of it is going to be organic. A part of it is going to be organized. Uh, it's just going to function like a DAO. Initially, the DAO has some direction. I am going to provide some direction. I'm going to start some conversations. I will encourage people to actively meet in that group. And once we have a set of goals for each and every um, group, I do not foresee us starting more than, more than three right now. Because what I would like to see is very engaged, strong trade groups. So once we have set a few up, then we can think about branching off to other ones. What I don't want to see is us having smaller trade groups with no engagement, and eventually they die off. You, you don't want to see that. What you want to see is strong trade groups starting off, and then slowly if people realize within those trade groups, like, hey, I think I have, I have another amazing idea. I want to do this one. So that, that's amazing. I would love to see that. Uh, but all of those conversations are going to happen in that group. I'll let everybody know. Um, I'll be making an announcement in that trade group specifically tonight uh, just to kick off and let everybody know um, that things are moving along. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate each and everybody that filled out that Google form. The, the feedback was incredible. We had a lot of awesome people that filled out the form. So thank you for your feedback and willing to kick off this wonderful idea. Um, it is officially time for me to move on to our market updates and then we'll do a Q and a, uh, AMA slash whatever, uh, ask me whatever session market or the project. All right. So as you know, I do things a little different in this house. What I do is I give you the bad news first, and then I give you the good news later kind of helping you all with the with managing your dopamine levels with the instant gratification that crypto and NFT give you. So you can thank me later. <laughs> uh, jokes aside, uh, the, uh, the first piece of news, very important. Uh, again, uh, I'm not surprised this happened, but the SEC has rejected another Bitcoin spot ETF application. And this application was by Wisdom Tree. I think it's an investment group. And SEC has cited investor protection as a reason why they uh, denied this spot BTF, uh, Bitcoin ETF. So a uh, quick rundown of what the SEC does. So the SEC's Securities and Exchange Commission, they are, that's what they do. They're the U.S. They oversee U.S. securities and any exchange. So uh, stocks, bonds anything fancy that is equity, it all falls under SEC. What SEC has been trying to do lately is they're trying to overreach into crypto. So according to Gary Gensler, who's the, who's the 
chairman of the SEC, he thinks everything is a security. And he, he, he almost said Bitcoin is also a security a few months ago, but now he's starting to say everything except Bitcoin is a security, which uh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a financial advisor. So this is not investment advice in any form. This is just me speculating based on my understanding. Um, it's just delay tactics by the SEC. I just, there's no other reason I can see why you would decline a Bitcoin spot ETF in the US when Australia and Canada already have Bitcoin and Ethereum ETFs trading for over nine months. And I'm sure their economies are doing just okay and their investors are doing just okay. I think what's really happening behind the scenes, and this is all speculation, is SEC is really trying to drag their feet to let all the incumbents like the big banks and all these giant investment companies like Fidelity to like jump in and have a major share in this ecosystem. And then they open up the ETFs so they make it easier for the average person to invest in this industry. Why am I so sure about this? Because giant banks are very, very well known to manipulate markets. They have been manipulating. Um, I can't remember which one it was, JP Morgan or Morgan Chase. One of them, or maybe both of them, or could have been Wells Fargo. Who knows? One of, or many of these largest banks have been manipulating like the gold and silver market for years. And they just pay a hefty fine. And to them, it's no big deal, but they pay a fine at the end of the year and things are good again. So I am not surprised they're going to do the same thing to crypto and NFTs. So I call BS on this, on investor protection. Like, I don't need you to protect me. Like, it's just, it makes no sense to me. Um, so anyway, moving on. Um, a spot Bitcoin ETF is important. Okay, before I move on. It is important because it brings in more capital into the industry. It's good for the industry. So I don't know why this is even something that is happening. So, so far, I think there's over, over five Bitcoin spot ETF applications that have been rejected by the SEC over the last two years. So just putting that in perspective. Uh, another bad news from the SEC. So SEC has launched an investigation into Board Ape Yacht Club creators, Yuga Labs. Um, yeah, so that happened. Um, so everybody's panicking. Everybody's like, oh, all the NFTs are in danger, this and that and all sorts of crap. But before you get all caught up in clickbaiting YouTube channels with all those influencers with melting faces and um, you know what I'm talking about. So before you get into that hype, the reality of the situation is the SEC is not investigating the whole project. They're investigating a specific thing, which is Yuga Labs offered the ApeCoin as an offering to everybody that held the board Ape uh, NFT. We all know about the ApeCoin launch. It was a huge token. I mean, it still is. Um, so they're investigating that specific aspect of the project, them launching that token, because if you can predict what I'm going to say, SEC claims that that token is a security. So here you go. 
Um, SEC is just trying to make headlines. Um, Gary Gensler is trying to go after like a, he's trying to get a treasury job. Everybody knows that in the industry. Um, so he's just trying to get as many headlines as he can to say, hey, look, we're doing so much cool stuff in the SEC. We're protecting the investors. Um, really, whenever SEC looks into a project or even announces they're looking into a project, the value of that project just drops like a rock. So I don't know who they're protecting because the investors are the ones that get hurt. Um, sorry, I'm going on a rant about the SEC because just I just don't like the way they function. Instead of being transparent and open about what the rules are about what's security and what's not a security, the SEC goes on just suing companies left and right with their giant law team and they know they have the money to back it up and they just basically like a mafia extort money out of these crypto companies who don't have the resources like the sec does to take it to court um so yeah we'll see how this turns out i'm not saying that apecoin is not a security i'm just saying i won't be surprised if if Yuga Lab settles with the SEC for hundreds of millions of dollars and then SEC just does like a big marketing campaign like look we're protecting the consumers just like they did for the Kim Kardashian thing that happened last week. Uh, again, I'm not taking sides, I'm just really I'm just really pissed at how the SEC does business being a government agency. Uh, they're borderline bullies and it's just painful to watch projects after projects getting destroyed by um, this organization. Wishing um, everybody at the Yuga Labs good luck. Um, I'm pretty sure they have a strong legal team, but we'll, we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that situation. All right, now that we're past the crappy news, I have some really amazing news. Um, America's oldest bank, BNY Mellon, which, by the way, has $47 trillion of assets under management, just launched its crypto custody service. I'm just going to say, um, let that sink in for a second. The oldest bank in the U.S. with almost $50 trillion of assets that they're overseeing has launched its crypto custody service. So what does that mean? That means that now, alongside their stocks and bonds and real estate and anything in oil or gold or anything that they hold or invest in for their customers, they're going to have crypto right next to it. So when an investor comes in and a person from BNY Mellon, an investment advisor comes in, they can honestly now on their book sheet of all the potential investments that their customers can do, they now have, they're not going to have crypto right next to it. And that is incredible. That's trillions of dollars of assets that are potentially going to flow into this space. And what's happening right now is narratives as a concept is very is a very strong thing. So a market could do one thing, the facts could be another thing, but what really moves people's capital into different asset classes, in my opinion, from what I've seen so far, is narratives. So the narrative with crypto so far in the general public 
has been has gone from oh it's for drug dealers to buy and sell drugs it then it went to oh it's not safe because it get hacked gets hacked all the time and there's no regulations it's moving to the point of yes there's regulations and yes there are large banks that are holding your crypto for you so that is the most secure it can get i don't agree and most of you won't agree that putting your crypto in a bank um, the whole point of crypto is for you to own your own money but we're just geeks right in web3 we understand why this technology was created that's why we're early for the mass public to get into this they still need big daddy to hold their money for them and big daddy being the big banks the third party people trust third parties everybody knows that fdic insured means nothing if tomorrow everybody wanted to take their money out of their bank account in the us fdic cannot insure everyone's money but people like the seal of approval they like to see that fdic logo in front of their bank do you think they're going to act any different with crypto they want to see that seal of approval oh my crypto is being held with blackrock or oh look my uh, morgan chase bank now lets me store my crypto perfect it's a stupid idea to think of but it gets mass adoption so i'm not terribly mad about it i'm actually really happy with this news this means that crypto number one crypto and web three not going anywhere it's here to stay number two why are all these big banks doing all these big things in crypto right when everybody's leaving the market and calling it a scam and ponzi and it's all going to zero and bitcoin's going to five thousand you see what i'm talking about do not do what they say do what they do if big banks are supporting crypto now you should be in crypto again not financial advice but uh uh yeah um so that's where we stand with that news uh omi suck in i'll get thank you for requesting fam i got one more news update and then we'll open up the floor for questions and answers so appreciate your patience there uh last piece of news for the week oh we went a little over um but um we're about to end here soon so this one is another another big uh, everybody remembers that Google called crypto a scam and a dead-end technology about, what, three years ago, I think. Um, it was a big piece of news. CEO of Google was like, we don't see any future with this. We won't do anything with crypto. Fast forward to yesterday. Uh, Google is going to allow its customers to pay for its cloud services uh, with crypto. They're partnering with Coinbase, and this service is supposed to go live sometime next year. So another big company that was just so bearish and so not pro-crypto. It's funny because it's a tech company. And that's what, like, they led the revolution of the Internet, and them being bearish on Web3 just makes no sense. So clearly they know there's money to be made, and guess what? If crypto was supposed to keep going down and not go up, why would a multi-trillion dollar 
IT leading company start accepting it as a form of payment? Ever thought about that? Again, just putting my speculative hat on, I know these are publicly traded companies and they only care about one thing, one thing only, profits. And starting the service today or next year or whenever they do, they know there's money to be made. They know they're going to make money on this. So just a reminder to everybody, market is bad. Your NFTs are not 50x. Your There's not enough engagement in any of the discords anywhere. Everybody's just scared and not looking at the prices. The truth is, the riches of the riches are getting in. They're putting their feet in. They're solidifying their positions. Or, and they're making their position stronger by the day. And there's bullish news everywhere. I don't expect the market to change because the macro conditions are still pretty bad the war in ukraine is still going on unfortunately the supply chain issues are slowly coming to normal but that's not that's not everything and there's high inflation people have less money to spend so yeah markets are not going to do much but what's amazing is all these big players are getting into crypto and that's all you need to remember that we are here to stay and if you're here learning every day, investing, you're early and that's it. So those were the updates for the week. Appreciate you all joining live. I will potentially have the edited version out sometime tomorrow on Spotify. Um, so yeah, appreciate the support everybody and wishing everybody a wonderful rest of the week.